With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the February 23rd edition of the PFF Podcast. This one is going to be a real treat, and here's why. Eric Eager is trying to get a passport renewed. I cannot wait to hear how this is going to happen. We're also going to talk football as well. Um, we've got a top quarterback taken prop that we're going to discuss for the upcoming draft. We have some division futures. We also have a no, 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 yes segment, which is the USFL. It's going to be a beautiful <laughs> podcast. We might even talk about cleanses, Aaron Rodgers in particular. Well, let's rock. This is how I know you were so giddy about making fun of me. You introed that as the PFF podcast. Let me just speak from experience. <laughs> Did I tell you my no, passport renewal never, story? No. Okay, so I'll let you go first. Tell, tell me because you started the story. I made you stop so that you could tell me about the podcast. What What are you What are you trying to do? Here? Well, my my lovely sister is getting married. Um, she lives in Hungary, okay. uh, Budapest ish. Um, and when she got engaged, like they're, they're having like two weddings they are having one where I grew up in cool. St. Paul. And then they're having one in Budapest and they're not, she didn't invite anybody other than my parents, to this Budapest wedding, but I'm still like, do the pictures look the same? Like if it's the, it's always been the four of us. Is it Budapest or Budapest? What the, what well, are you the, saying the, 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 the people that live there will say Budapest. Oh Yeah. Okay. Budapest is how it's pronounced, spelled. Right. Like, yeah. So it's kind of like a Biva. Yeah. So anyway, Buda, uh, Hungary, by the way, the I believe the country with the most Nobel Prize winners per capita in the world. Yeah. Um, and that's why you're going. Well, I, I am Hungarian. I, I don't know if I look at. Oh. I don't even know what I. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, <laughs> but so. So I'm like, so I had, so I was, I was visiting the Twin Cities last week. I was having a discussion with my parents. I'm like, should I just go to, but I, I need it. But like, obviously we're busy. And like, also like, I didn't know if I wasn't supposed to go. Also COVID has been weird. And yeah. like, you know, my, my sister finally came back to the States over Christmas for the first time in two years because of the restrictions and stuff. So I kind of was just like, like minding my own business. And then. I'm like, wait a sec. If I want to go, I have to get my passport. And I haven't been mm-hmm. the last time I went overseas. I went to Hungary, and 
I haven't been back since like 2011. My, my passport's been expired for, you know, three or four years. So I, I did all like the paperwork to do it. Mm-hmm. And then of course, because, you know, we're hiring and we have the combine next oh, week yeah, and all excuses. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, when am I going to get to the DMV to even do this thing? Take my picture, like, you know, all this kind of stuff, like get it set up. And I have to get it expedited because the, you know, if you just put it in there, it's going to oh, take like six months. So I'm like, I'm a little panicky right now. Okay, so let's do some math here. When is the, when do you have to get on a flight to Budapest? Yeah. So it's like April 1st or so. Okay. So I'm like kind of screwed. So today is February 23rd. Yeah. There is one week-ish left in February. That's generous. Not quite. And then there's what? Five weeks in, Mar- in, in, Mar- in March. So you've got just about six weeks. I don't know if you're aware, but the expedited version of your passport, it's like six to eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I tried to do the same thing. Now you can, why do you have to take a picture? I don't know. Like Is your picture expired? Cause in some situations, I don't think you need to take a new picture, but I take the picture. You put it in the mail. Let me tell you my horror story. Oh no. I went and did the same thing. And I actually did it in plenty of time. I had like three months before I was going to Mexico. And I need I got it expedited just because at that time with COVID, there were so many people that were getting it renewed to travel that like the average wait time was just ridiculous. So like, okay, I'm paying to get this expedited. Have you filled out the forms yet? I have filled out the forms. Okay. I would give those like a second, third, and fourth read. Oh, really? Because I like missed some section on the form that I thought looked like a section that was only to be filled out by the office. Yeah. And I didn't fill out like one thing. And what they do is they send you by mail a notice that, that you're missing some information because it's the U S government and they like couldn't possibly be bothered to use the internet. So that set me back to the point where I was not going to be able to get on this flight. And if you need to get your passport, like turned around in 24 hours, you have to try and find an opening at a passport like registered office. And to get, these are like harder to get than reservations at a three-star uh, like restaurant. I happened to get one in like Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> I was gonna have to fly to Prescott, Arizona to get this passport renewed. I had sat probably on hold for like 10 hours with an automated system to try and talk to a human being. I finally talked to a human being and was able to meander my like finagle my way into them calling the place and getting it pushed through. But I was about to have to take a detour to Prescott, Arizona, right before my flight to get it turned around and then get to where I was taking my flight. So I'm just preparing you for the worst for the worst, because it sounds like you're cutting it a little close. Uh, it, I, I do feel like I'm cutting and and look, I have the out here. Because obviously, like she's getting married where I, you know, grew up and stuff. But you would feel like a huge asshole if you missed that. I do think that I believe that, but I, I do like, but you know, there was anyway. So I, I'm, I'm going to go through the grind here. Okay, that was a great. Thank you for telling that story. We're gonna follow up on this. We're gonna see how this goes. I am going to say that right now, you not. Yeah, we got to put it a lot. We got to put a line on. We got to put a line on this. I'm gonna say so. First off, the, there's one line which is how many days before you leave will you get your passport? Uh huh. And I would set the line at like 
two and a half. Do I leave until I... So two and a, oh, you get your uh, passport um, three days or more before you leave. Or so I know I know my dad listens to this podcast. So like it's it's so but I but he doesn't bet. So I'm gonna like say this in a way that maybe like you'll understand, but maybe he won't understand and be disappointed. I give myself plus two hundred to make this wedding. I think that's fair. <laughs> like I would and yeah, plus two hundred you make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it might be even it might be even longer than that yeah. okay um we have one more thing to talk about before we get to real football we teased this on the podcast on on sunday we were about to go play some basketball we said we were going to play we had a double header mm-hmm. we did and that's only partially true because the first game we definitely played i don't know if you can say that we played the second game um that was a complete disaster how are you feeling because we had six people. So, yeah, so and 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 I'm not was, in basketball shape. When was the last time you played basketball? It was when I tore my like when I tore your calf. When yeah. was that? This was pre-pandemic. That was like two years ago. Yeah, that was like yeah. the week after the Super Bowl 2020. That's right, because you were hobbling around the combine like you <laughs> The last shot. time you were at the combine, somebody had <laughs> shot me in the leg. And because it did feel like somebody had freaking shot me in the leg. The best part about Eric, you doing like during this time period was you insisted that you'd be okay walking places and you'd just be walking with people and be like, where the fuck did Eric go? And you'd look behind him. He's literally like dragging his <laughs> leg through Indianapolis. Um, are you still sore? No. I, so, so I, I, I feel, so I have the rowing machine at home. I did some, I did some intense rows, but here's the, here's what, here's what was great about it. So yesterday my daughters wanted to go. So they wanted to do like a pool day or whatever. And it was super expensive and super filled up at the on the weekends. And like I'm kind of not a, I'm still not about swimming at places with COVID and everything. So we oh, we, it's the COVID that gets you scared of that. It's not just like sharing a pool with a bunch <laughs> of random people. That's interesting. Okay, are they connected though? Uh, I mean, COVID regardless, like yeah, that's interesting. But are they connected though? Like. You do you, the, you don't not, like public pools because of people. Because of the people. But but people but COVID are, is not necessarily the issue. It's like all of the I mean, yeah. It's course. one of the many issues. Yeah, I'm yeah, not but sure. They're like connected, right? Like there's a certain It's like of, adding right? a grain of sand onto like a metric ton of sand and being like, Well, now I can't go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so so you know, I I did get yeah, I've done some things to try to get my body back in shape after the after the, the games, but Monday, make no mistake. Every not feeling good. Every ligament in my like my elbow felt like it was going to tear off. My my freaking calf, both of them felt like they were going to tear off. And like I don't know, I th- I felt during the game like I'm obviously not good anymore. But I, I I felt somewhat useful in the first game. Like they had some bigs that could rebound and stuff, and I was like getting in their way and getting rebounds and moving them around. I made some a three, but like in the second game, I was a complete joke. Yeah. I under so I'll say this. I also like destroyed my finger about two minutes into the first game. I was like, oh, this is gonna be like this, like you know, what a uh, huge wuss I'm gonna be. But I playing the whole first game, I underestimated how much that would make me after a rest period feel like I was completely drained. That's what got me. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have all the gas I need in the world, and I did for the first game. I played the whole first game, and then I was like. Oh my god! I didn't realize what my like recovery ability was. Um, I also made the mistake of working out fairly rigorously the morning of. I'm not. I might not try that for our next our next game. 
But yeah, uh, I I certainly did not use like any workout machines before. You did not use the rower before. The no. Game. Okay. Um, I am. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll it'll be interesting. I am gonna lift weights today when we're done. Like okay. I'm on my way home. Congrats. Like all that stuff. We'll see if if we'll see if I if I'll be able to do that the following weeks. Next week we're gonna be at the combine, but the week after that, it, how much I can handle as far as like weightlifting, playing basketball, rowing, all that stuff. It's a shame that in Indy. Um, there isn't like a basketball court that everyone can use. That would be right. sweet. That would be fun. I, I we do get to see Roger Goodell do Pilates though. Oh, that's right. He's in the gym. <laughs> the, we should do from the combine. We should just do stories from the combine uh, combine gym. Yeah. That's all people need to know. The yeah. combine gym is Adam an Sh- absolute Adam Schefter having his phone like this, holding on to the TV on the on the on the treadmill, walking while trying to text. Yeah, it's a privilege. It's impressive. <laughs> I, I'll take copious notes if I make it there. Okay, uh, let's let's transition nicely into actual football content. Before we do, a reminder that if you are looking, uh, and you should be, for the best football content and tools to prepare you for next season and through next season, go to pff.com right now. Use promo code FORECAST, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T, and get 25% off any PFF subscription. So with an Edge subscription, which costs you less than like $3 a month, you get the NFL Draft Guide, which will be updating very consistently up until the draft. You get all of PFF's locked article content. You'll be able to completely unlock all of the tools within the Mock Draft Simulator. It's starting to get really fun. By the way, it appears that there are people that use the Mock Draft Simulator a lot. I was looking at some data and like, there's a fair number of people that are used this thing over like 300 times already. So good for them. I'm Love I'm it. impressed. Um, two, 2022 free agency rankings completely unlocked as well. All the data and grades that you love. Plus, through next season with that annual subscription, you get all the fancy tools, betting dashboards with an elite subscription. So now is the time to buy. Go to pff.com. Use that promo code F O R E C A S T and get yourself set up for success. You know what you could try for your basketball game is a cleanse like Aaron Rodgers. I, Just came out of 12-day cleanse feeling really grateful. Dude, he was – and like I, I'm somewhat of like a, like a happy drunk. But he – you know, I'm not like a mean drunk. I'm a very happy drunk. But Rodgers was in a trance during that during, – like he was – I mean the guy was like the – guy, the guy was taking swings – he he was shooting a shot with his ex girlfriend or slash fiance. Were they ever boyfriend girlfriend? They feel like they just started at fiance right away, right? Like um, that was also odd. Roger's a very interesting guy. Doesn't not a conventional guy, I would say. Okay, so I did a little research. Not a lot of research. Little research. But it was your own research, which is important to know. <laughs> it's important <laughs> uh, on this cleanse. So when you hear cleanse, I just thought like, oh, what he drank like yeah, spinach yeah. juice yeah. for, you he know, did the the fat, sick, and nearly dead for, for twelve days. Um, he did what's called a panchakarma cleanse. Uh, panchakarma cleanse is a five-step detox process that cleanses the body of all unwanted waste. Many have reported that the cleanse heals the digestive system, enhances immunity, produces deep relaxation and a meditative outlook on life, among other things. These are not FDA approved. Hence the gratitude. <laughs> but I want I kept reading. I love how you could just say shit like this and it not like be 
the, the verified by anything. What I want to know is how much he was charged for this cleanse. Because this, so here's the thing, right? All those things sound great. Right. Can you not do that on your own? I don't know. Here's what they do. Uh, the first step is called vomin. And I'm probably mispronouncing these. I'm so sure someone, but here's what it is. The administration of emetic drugs that induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean the <laughs> not, upper, not to, to clean, not, hold on, <laughs> to clean the upper gut. Okay, the upper gut. The next thing is virichon, forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. The lower gut. Apparently, that's the bowel here. Bosti, medicated enema used to cleanse the accumulated toxins through the colon. Nasaya, nasal administration of medicated oil to cleanse the accumulated toxin. Raktamoshana, a procedure done to cleanse the blood. I'm sure that one's FDA approved. The cleanse also includes three days of consuming, and this one is my favorite one. Okay, of all this crazy shit, this is Literally. the one that fucking got me. Okay, three days. I'm gonna try to make this without laughing. Three days of consuming ghee, which is a clarified butter, until you evacuate at both ends. God damn it. Fucking lost. Can when we? I read that. Can we pause? Like, so for a couple things here. You're just eating clarified butter for three days Dude, until butter. Like, ugh. so here, here's a couple, a couple things. Hold on, I'm not done. Oh, really? Okay, he's still going. One day, still, of, still evacuating. One day of therapeutic vomiting. One day laxative therapy. <laughs> three, three days of herb drops in nose. Many days of enemas. Yoga and meditation throughout. Oh god. Um so there you go. That was what he did. Do you have any football takeaways from that? Yeah, a few. Um first, he is continuing the Packers tradition of vomiting profusely. <laughs> the Packers quarterback tradition of vomiting profusely. Uh, I think, you know, I, I tweeted this out, but I feel like, look, he never, he's never said he looked up to Favre, but he clearly does. Who, here's an interesting one. Who's the wonkier guy, Rodgers or oh, Favre? Favre. Favre? Favre is the less, Favre's the most normal guy compared to, I, this is absurd. Wait, Brett, are you more normal than Aaron? Uh, maybe. Look, I, I, I don't know what an enema is, but. How many of these if it, words? If it starts coming out of both sides. I'm going to the hospital. Yeah, as long as you don't send the pictures of that to anyone. The other one, by the way, clarified butter. He he people think he doesn't like Wisconsin anymore. Is that some is ghee something? Because actually what's interesting is ghee is used in um, a lot of like Mediterranean cooking. Like that's how I actually know what ghee is. And even the smell of it when cooking makes me want to vomit. So I would do really well. I mean, when I here. poured the butter on trash, I almost threw up. That wasn't even ghee. That was, that was non-clarified butter. Yeah, yeah. But that that I was mean, dirty butter. <laughs> I, I, I just... Is dirty butter a podcast? Dirty butter. <laughs> I do think somebody should create a podcast making fun of this. Just what we have. But like, we that's are, what we're like, doing. The here. problem is, is this, this is not unusual for Rogers. Like there are articles from 2014 where the guy was earthing. You remember that? I do remember that. I guess what I'm trying to come away with is, so he's coming back to the Packers, right? Yeah. I think so. That's what you have to read, it, yeah. read from this. Yeah. And that means that they're going to figure out a way to get Devontae Adams. And does that mean that you're now betting on the Packers at 
Yeah, so you look at the division futures right now, I would take Green Bay at minus 167 because you look at the rest of the division and, and it, it was up for a while, it was down for a while. You know, Rodgers coming back to Packers is minus 250. I think that's actually worth a bet. I agree. Vikings are actually have shorter, like, so the Packers went from minus 225 to minus 165. The Vikings, uh, I think, are getting the majority of that going from plus 350 or so to plus 275. Like, I mean, okay, here's a question. Who has a better chance of going back to their respective teams? Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers? Um, I think Rodgers coming back to the Packers is close to a lock. It's, I'm more, so more likely unless, than like, Cousins. Unless Gutekunst, like really trips over his own dick. Which, in fairness, today he said something around, like, we'll see on Devontae Adams. Right. I mean, the Devontae Adams... You can't Adams say we'll see on Devontae Adams if you literally can't dress yourself. I'm sorry. Like, your answer to, will you keep the best receiver in the NFL if you wear black on black and look like you're going to a prom whenever you stand in front yeah. of the uh, microphone has to be yes. <laughs> Just to be clear. Uh, but I think, to answer your question, I think that... Actually, Aaron Rodgers is the more certain return. I can't really get a read on what Minnesota is trying to do. And there's enough teams out there that want a quarterback. So Green Bay minus 225, Minnesota plus 350, Chicago plus 650, Detroit plus 1800. And actually, those are different than... So those were the numbers at the beginning of the week. You're even seeing... And I think this is where you take advantage if you're a better currently for the Packers. Or you look at current numbers. Yeah, I was looking at current numbers. Where are you? What are you? Well, I mean, the numbers that I put in our doc are like an hour old, and they were minus one sixty five Packers. So like, oh, it, really? it looks like things are moving back to where they were early week. That's an interesting. Uh, I would development there. maybe those are stale. I would take. Okay, I would take Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay minus one sixty. That's the best price you're going to get. Um, there's also what are, uh, what are the break even odds on that? One sixty five. One sixty five is just fifty eight percent or something. 62%. So you get a little bit. I mean, that's Because pretty... here's what you have to bake into this as well. So if you think of this only from the Packers standpoint. Minus 165 is the current number on DraftKings. Okay. Um, I would go bet that on DraftKings right now. I will after this podcast. I would say this. You're not just thinking about Aaron Rodgers coming back, but there's a world where Aaron Rodgers comes back and Kirk Cousins doesn't. And then it's like, I mean, you know, that that is not... The bi- Somebody said the Bears stink, dude. The Bears have like a bad roster, and like I know they can come up, but like they're not they're not like the they're not the tail risk that they that they used to be. And then the Detroit Lions, like I actually think Detroit at twelve to one is the other bet to make in this division if you actually like think that chaos can ensue. Because to me, maximum chaos is Cousins is gone, Rogers is gone, Adams is gone, Fields doesn't develop, and then Jared Goff's the four seed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, very interesting. I, the, here's a, so are, are we going to, are we going to transition into Let's, let's do features? these now. We were going to okay. do these a little later, but let's yeah. do these now. So, By so, the way, go to pff.com, check out the full write-up on these. But um, yeah, let's, let's go through these now. Where, where would you like to go next? Well, the, the broadest thing I want to say about these is very interestingly, there's only, there are no teams right now who are minus 250 or, or or better yeah. to win their own division. Like I think that's cool. I think that like we're we're in a position where right, the Chiefs been in the past like minus 600, 300, 400. Yeah. yeah, this time of year the Bills were in that area last year. Um 
I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, the Ravens. Actually, though, the Ravens and Browns. Well, yeah, the Packers. You know, once people found out Rodgers was playing, the Bucks last year were like minus 200 at one point. Yep. So, yeah. So, I mean, when you look at it, just even looking at the favorites. Let's just look at the favorites in every division. So, the Tennessee Titans are the favorites in the South. It's minus 125. The Bengals are the favorites in the AFC North. I'm assuming we'll come back to this. Plus 150. The Chiefs are the favorites in the AFC West at minus 175. The Bills are the favorites in the AFC East at minus 225. Dallas is your favorite in the uh, NFC East at minus 160. Um, the Rams are your favorite in the NFC West at plus 150. Packers are your favorite in the NFC North at minus 165. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the favorite in the NFC South at even money. Um, which one of Trends those? Most. Well, I'll tell you the ones that are least. Uh, I'm not betting on the Bengals to win the AFC North. Um, no, no way, no how. Um, I'm surprised that um, that the Bucks are still that big of a favorite. I mean, I know that they're plus money, you know, even money at at one hundred plus one hundred, but like there is a lot of question there around the quarterback. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of ways that that can go. My favorites, though, my gut reaction was you read those um, through is, gosh, the Rams just won the Super Bowl <laughs> and they're plus 150 and I know that the Niners have been good but they're two to one with Trey Lance a lot of projection there a lot of projection but it also tells me that maybe the market is starting to think that there's a chance for Tom Brady because if this is for sure Trey Lance Man, that's a lot of projection. Or, I, I that think, is a lot of projection. He was not good last year. They were not good with Trey Lance. So I would bet on the Rams um, at plus 150. Do you think that there's a little bit of the market looking at Arizona? Arizona plus 600 last year to win the division were a win against Seattle in week 18 away from winning in the division. Yeah. Like, right, the Rams lost. But the they're Niners. not going to sneak up on anybody this Sure, year. but I, I actually think that the market is maybe believing that there's a little bit of a rift there with Murray. And, and that's why he's not. And that's why. So that's why the Niners are two to one because as much as you can like poo poo the Niners for their quarterback position, everything else seems to be pretty good for them. Coach, oh, yeah. uh, general oh, yeah, manager, but... defense, offensive line, Tom weapons. Brady. Yeah. But like it, it, with the Rams, I think that there is some, some price baked in of the fact that like the Rams weren't even above 500 last year against the spread. They, you know, at some point, I think the market might not be baking in how good they are at avoiding injuries. Um, but I, I agree. I do think the Rams would be my take. Seattle's going to fall apart at some point. It's one of those situations where I don't think Russell Wilson has as much utility to the Seahawks as he does to another team. Because I don't think the Seahawks can really support him anymore. Um, so that here's one's the, here's one Here's the point with the Seahawks. And this is what came through last year. The Seahawks are a below average unit across the board. Like look at all of their different units. No, they're terrible. And look at their PFF grade and you'll see 20s, 23, 24, yeah. 25. You can do that obviously on, on pff.com. But like um, that's, that's the worry there. Let me ask you about this division because this is the shortest that the Chiefs odds have been in a while, right? Or sorry, the longest mm -hmm. that they've been in a while. Um, they're plus 175. The Chargers are four to one. The Broncos are plus 450, which to me is is kind of saying a little bit. Again, like we don't know anything about who their quarterback's going to yeah. be. 
uh, and the Raiders are ten to one. I, I, yeah, I, I would say almost all of the Chiefs' uncertainty is going to the Raiders. You know, uh, like the the Broncos and Chargers were kind of of these numbers last year, plus mm-hmm. four, you know, plus four hundred, plus four fifty. The Raiders. And there's a lot of hold to these, by the way. Like we talked yeah. about hold on the last podcast. There's like 20 something percent to these. I'd have to even like look uh, at the exact number. Mm-hmm. The, it's substantial. And as the season progresses, there's going to be less. Uh, and or, as the offseason progresses, there's going to be less and less hold. Um, and, and that, you know, so if you like favorites, bet them later because the hold percentage, the percentage of the market that is hold is going to go down. But for these, for example, you have a hold percentage of, Actually, there's only ten percent in the in these, so which that's actually not not so bad. Um, so, um, but but here I think like the Raiders are just are they're they're getting a little bit more love than they otherwise would, right? Um, and there's like a little bit more of like this chaos factor, um, you know, associated with this division because the Chiefs, you know, almost lost it last year, and the Chargers and possibly the Broncos, like the Broncos, just don't always don't even just have the Aaron Rodgers feather in the cap. They have they are the Russell Wilson possible destination. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. the Kirk Cousins possible destination. They are, you know, I don't think Brady would ever go there if he were to unretire. Yeah, but no. but they're a destination spot for some for some quarterbacks. Even Jimmy G would be an upgrade there. Um, yeah, that thing blowing in the wind though. Yeah, that <laughs> Jimmy Cheese flutter what flutters be, one out there in the in the altitude. That'd be a little rough. Yeah. Um the so that it's interesting to me that the the distance between the Bills and the Patriots is this big. Um do you think that's justified the Bills are plus 225 and the uh, sorry, minus 225 and the and the Patriots are plus 330? Yeah, and the Jets actually the Jets went from 33 to 1 just a couple days ago to 25 to 1 which is basically where they were last year so there what were some people gobbling up some Jets it looked like yeah. good for them they're going to be they actually those people were all in the same cleanse Rodgers was and they yeah. were looking to evacuate from both, both ends. sides <laughs> the the dolphins here are a much longer shot than they were last year right they were 3 to 1 or so um i i i do wonder about them right because the new head coach could really take that thing either way mm-hmm. right the they could ascend and Tua could be great or like all the stuff Brian Flores was doing that we yeah. can't, that, that were, that is difficult to measure could just fall by the wayside. And then now you have this like first time head coach trying to steer a rudderless ship. Um, I, I think the bills should be higher. I, the bills are a house to me. I, I don't know. You know, they, they do lose Dable. They kept Leslie Frazier, which is good. They get Mike Kafka who not Mike Kafka, Mike Kafka went to the giants, but they, they, they lose, they lose Dable, which I think is a bigger deal. But they're just not a desperate team. Like, when's the last time the Bills did something where you looked at them like, man, that was to try to fix a problem today? All their draft picks, all their moves are like a year or two ahead. It is the team with like the least amount of holes in football, are they not? I would tend to agree there. Ken Dorsey, the offense coordinator for the Bills. Yeah, that's the that's the one. Former I, Niners legend, by the way. I think I think that's a that's definitely the right way to view it um i'd be interested to see what dable's what dable does in new york because i kind of am of, of the mind that look it's hard it's hard to tease apart did he help josh allen become better or did josh allen becoming better help dable look really good um that i think will be interesting um 
oh man and i hate to say this but there's a little it's a little like freddy kitchensness to it i don't think it's gonna happen yeah. that, that's <laughs> gonna happen but um let's look at you body typing offensive coordinators is my favorite by the way that was a body type that was a daryl that was, was a daryl maury undoing project yeah. first chapter maybe maybe that's <laughs> yeah, it looks like freddy kitchens he Maybe. does look like Freddie Kitchens. He's I guess like I Freddie never Kitchens. Really thought about that. He's like Freddie Kitchens with a Bic, you know, like for sure. Oh man, now <laughs> I now I actually have to come off that take because I now I I um now I completely disagree. He's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> Freddie Kitchens, was... by the way, did Kitchens go to the Giants? No, he was the Giants last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. Where did he? He he found a job somewhere. We got to find out where our old friend Freddie went. He dressed up in a suit, got in a blue truck, and showed up for the new Cleveland gig. <laughs> It just says American football coach on Wikipedia. That's what he is. Rough scene. That's definitely what he friend. is. Uh, here, let me throw this one at you. So the AFC South, um, the Titans are minus 125. The Colts are plus 140. Jags, 11 to 1. Texans, 22 to 1. I Look, we love Frank Reich. But what the hell are the Colts going to do at quarterback? I don't know. Like, do you think shouldn't the Titans be a this bigger is, favorite here? I, I almost said this is the year that the Colts finally take a quarterback in the first round. Okay, great. And they freak, so give me the Titans at plus or but they did, but they don't even have a first round pick because they used it on freaking Carson Wentz. I this my problem with the Colts is I think a, a lot of times they do a lot of smart things. The fourth down stuff. The, I think they actually like do draft good players. But then they have these like things where they're like, under no circumstance are we going to put Carson Wentz under the 75 thing percent thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, great. Now you don't have a first round pick. And you, for the first time in a long time, would be drafting in a position to possibly get the best quarterback in the draft because there's not the high end talent that sort of pushes yeah. all the quarterbacks to the first 10 picks or so. And now you're freaking screwed. The Colts might hang a banner. For but that. I, I, I don't actually think that the, the Titans are the place to go here, though. Because Of course not. I know where you're going with this. It is the Jaguars at 11 to 1. It is the Jaguars are the place to bet if you're going to bet this division. And I would not bet this division. This division is is the like you watch the movies after a bomb goes off. That's what's left of this division. Like the Titans, like did you see Julio like look, did you watch our basketball game the other day? Yeah, and then did you yeah. watch Julio Jones try to run against the Bengals in the playoffs? It was a like Julio Jones is cooked. Oh no! And I like Julio Jones. I, I he's one of the, my favorite players of all time. He's cooked. And then AJ Brown is AJ Brown is wonderful. AJ Brown's in the, has been in the league for three years, and people are already comparing other players who are trying to come in to him. Traylon Burks, for example. Oh, that's the next AJ Brown. AJ Brown's been in the league for three years. He's got the next label on him now. He's great. Is he healthy every game? No. No. Like and and so. And is and Tannehill's gotten Tannehill's predictably gotten worse efficiency wise every single year from that first uh you know the mm -hmm. Arthur Smith year and the, frankly the fact that I you know I would have loved uh, Zach Taylor win coach of the year because I had a bet on it but like I, I do agree that Vrabel deserves it because that team it was kind of a mess this past year the fact that they got the one seed is an act of God like they're not particularly good and, and so. I, I root for chaos here. Of course you do. The Jaguars are this year's Jets. They've got a new coach coming uh, in. You're all hopped up on Doug Peterson's ice cream. And you're really excited. Let me tell you, the Jags are going to jag here. Okay? <laughs> and I actually, I think it's an, I don't hate it as a long shot bet, but I think it's 
A little ridiculous. You also know that Houston will not compete for anything. Houston, Houston, based on what they did this offseason, somehow is even like worse off, more absurd than what they did last offseason, which is incredible. I, I'm going to laugh when they don't come close to matching Dave Cully's win total. They're going to be, so I I say worse off. I'm a little bit off there. They, They do have higher draft picks this year. But when you realize that they are going to trade Laramie Tunsil, Brandon Cooks, and yeah. then finally Deshaun Watson, and they are going to use the, the draft capital to draft the likes of Ross Blacklock, like his replacement, and they're going to draft like guards and three techs and stuff in the first three rounds of the draft, it's the same thing. This team, the, the Houston Texans will not compete. And so you're basically in a three-team division. One of the teams in the Colts needs – the Colts are in a great spot from a perspective of – they, they, they're kind of were where like Kansas City was under Alex Smith, which is like a pretty good roster, and they're just waiting for the the next quarterback opportunity to come. Mm-hmm. And and instead of getting lucky like the Chiefs did by failing to trade up for Paxton Lynch, they were the one team that went to the auction, made the highest bid for Carson Wentz, and no one else said anything, a la Uncut Gems. And so then they got stuck I'm with. Sorry, Car- what? You've never seen Uncut Gems? What? 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 I'm not familiar. How do you say that? No, no, no. The the movie again? Uncut Gems? You haven't seen the, the, the viral video, huh? Oh, no, no. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. You have to watch this. Okay, I, I will. Okay. But you know what I'm saying. So they, <laughs> they were the one team. We need to slice this in here. It's I watched it like 30 times <laughs> in a row. I'm not going to spoil it for you because I can't do the yeah. voice as well. But it's it, you have to watch it. Yeah, it's so, absolutely incredible. So, so anyway, so like they're they, – <laughs> They they screwed up, right? And now they don't have anywhere near the ammunition, but they they have to let this thing breathe and bleed out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Reich's not getting fired. Ballard's not getting fired. But I can tell you this. They're not going to be very good, right? And so it leaves – it's the Titans versus the Jags. And I'll take, I'll take the upside of Trevor Lawrence over the sort of, you know – Ryan, whatever Ryan Tannehill is at this point, like a pretty good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. Like I'll take that as a bet. Okay, um, I'm gonna try and find this uh, uh, video here. Um, I will say this: the Titans had a lot of injuries last year. They made the big trade for Julio Jones, and what they will react to that and see. Look, we were a little too thin. We needed a little more stability there, and. Um, saying AJ Brown isn't healthy all the time is true, but he's also un uh, he's amazingly good. And he's, you know, he's the best receiver in that in that division, clearly. Tanhill also still the best quarterback. Now maybe Trevor Lawrence takes that from him this year, but I'm not going to bet on him making some quantum leap with a brand new offensive scheme after basically dealing with the most toxic situation mm-hmm. in the league last year. Like that's a lot of projection there. So, um I still like the Titans in that situation. Um, okay, let's let's take a look. You mentioned the top overall pick and the top overall quarterback. Can we pause for one second? The no. the, the last the, the the this is the bet that I think is either we're all missing it or this is like the market opportunity of the offseason. Okay. The Ravens are two to one to win the AFC North. Oh, we is, didn't even talk about this division. Yeah, good is point. the bet like this opened at Ravens plus two twenty five, Bengals at plus one forty, Cleveland at three to one. Mm-hmm. And Steelers at seven to one. This has gone. Steelers now are at thirteen to two. Browns are at plus three thirty. Ravens at two to one. Bengals now are at plus one fifty. 
it's moved towards the, the Ravens a little bit. But like, make no mistake, you are getting an opportunity here to fade the fact that the the team that the team that lost the Super Bowl has to be given some respect by virtue mm-hmm. of the fact they made the Super Bowl. But like, come on, like this is this is something where, you know. I mean, the Ravens, the, the Bengals were what were like plus one. They were they were longer than plus one fifty going in December last yeah, yeah. year. Like, and and they and that was with the Ravens team that lost everybody, and that was with the Cleveland team that had Baker Mayfield waddling around all year, and and Ben Roethlisberger being who he was. This is a spot where, and and it depends upon what you like. If you like kind of like the Cleveland Browns making a play at quarterback. Um, because they have a really good coach, in my opinion, and a good roster from two to fifty-three. Be my guest if you like the Ravens, because I, I said this earlier. The top four of their, uh, the top four um, most valuable players, not more most uh, valuable, but uh, highest paid. paid players last year missed. It was Humphrey, Peters, Stanley, and, and Lamar Jackson. Those are their highest paid players this year. They're all barely played last year as a you know a function of, of how many games are available to them. To me, the Ravens is going to be one where we're all sitting here at the end of the year thinking, what the hell was this number? I think that that's my opinion on this entire market is that that's the one place that actually has some value. It's real tangible. As we talked about with the Super Bowl, absolutely. And this is a place where, you know, winning a Super Bowl is such a, you know, such a fluky event in a lot of situations, right? You can have a great bet and it cannot hit. This is one where you're a little less exposed to randomness, right? Um, So I'm with you. I'm riding on that. Let me see if I can get this play. Did you hear that? Uncut Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Uh, so, by the way, for anyone that hasn't seen this, and I'm, if you haven't, you need to go find it and waste the next 30 minutes on it because it's hilarious. Um, Julia Fox, who is dating Kanye West, um, did this uh, interview where she pronounces Uncut Gems unlike anything you've ever heard in your entire life. And people have made fun of it, and it's really funny, and you should go watch all of them. You should also go to DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook if you are going to be placing some bets on the NBA, and you should be. We're going to talk more about some March Madness stuff and some other sports betting opportunities as we get into the offseason. You should go use promo code PFF on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and then you can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets that you can then go use to place your Bengals Super or, uh, Division Futures bet. So it all works out. It's very nice. If uh, you're in a place where you cannot um, bet legally, there's also plenty of daily fantasy basketball contests for huge cash prizes on DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PFF at the DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking of gambling, top quarterback taken. I thought this was really interesting. So Kenny Pickett, plus 120. Interestingly, Malik Willis plus one fifty. Um, By the way, the the last two weeks on the PFF uh, we've college to pro projections for Pickett and Willis, which you can go check out, and you should. So Malik Willis from Liberty, small school. Kenny Pickett from Pitt, not a school that a lot of people watch. A couple of quarterbacks that are, you know, there's watching that's done at Liberty, but 
not watching their game. <laughs> so, so people that, you know, these Deep are, cut. these are quarterbacks. The point I'm making is these are quarterbacks that have not necessarily been in the spotlight. Yeah. Right. Um, then the field, any other is plus 350. It's been a while since that has been, uh, that's, I think exposes what people think about this draft class. Sam Howell is six to one. Matt Corral, who's probably the favorite, you know, for a little while last season is 10 to one. Desmond Ritter is 40 to one. Carson Strong is 80 to one. Now, I think both of us looked at this and go, interesting. Yeah, there's some opportunity. Interesting, because... By the way, this, this market does have a hold of about 30%. So And, and minimum and, and limits to how much you can bet. Uh, but yes, yes, more limits, limit, yeah, yeah. some limits. I, yeah. Yeah. I... If you just go off of who has played in some high-profile games, the most high-profile games, and actually performed pretty well in them, and then who people are talking about on social media and as they're dissecting players, also who has the story that people can buy into. And when you're evaluating these quarterbacks, like they all have deficiencies from a playing perspective. Yeah. They all graded well. Um, the top three guys, Pickett, um, uh, uh, Willis, both 90-plus PFF grades. You can see them on the NFL draft big board on PFF.com, by the way. Um, but Desmond Ritter also 90-plus yeah, Desmond PFF Ritter grade. finished the season extremely well. Like, yeah. um, the, the thing about these markets, by the way, and this is why I like Ritter here, one of the reasons is like these markets are not sharp right away. So like, uh, you know, PFF live show, I said, hey, take Evan Neal. It was like 12 to one when I took him um, to be first overall pick. Now Evan Neal's the favorite. Well, is he like, what's the truth here? Only only God really knows who's going to get drafted, right? So like at some point, you know, this isn't like a, an NFL game where it, what's going to, you know, it, it's it's an interest, interesting thing. Like it's information. Like for all we know, the Jaguars could already I'm know already who they're decided. picking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is sort of Schrodinger's bet at some level for some some of these things. Now, the quarterback position is a little different because it's obviously not, they're not taking a quarterback first overall. So there's got to be chips that fall. So mm -hmm. it's much more like a game's being played. Whereas last year's draft, you sort of knew that it was going to be Lawrence, right. Wilson, and then like a little uncertainty, at three, a lot of uncertainty at three. And then four was going pits, five was going chase. You know, they they had already made their decisions. Three was kind of independent of the rest of the draft in a weird way. But like for these, I mean, you get out there, like, you know, Justice Mosqueda, one of our friends, very, very sharp, does bleacher reports, you know, scouting and stuff. I mean, he's Desmond Ritter's his quarterback one. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Renner, our draft guy, just posted on Twitter this week. He said, look, it might not be that Desmond is the best quarterback in the draft, but he's the, he's the most ready to play year one. Yep. Anthony Tresh, another one for us, ex works extremely hard on this stuff, does a really good job with these things, likes Desmond Ritter as his quarterback one. And to some degree, if you look at how these markets change when these mock drafters draft, especially once it gets into somebody like you know somebody like uh, Daniel Jeremiah's brain or something like that, one of these guys posts a mock draft, Evan Silva, posts a mock draft with Desmond Ritter being the first quarterback taken. This thing's going to be nine to one. Yeah, this thing's going to be eight to one. Forty to one is and not going to be there much longer. Yeah, and you know who else I've seen talking about um, Ritter? Mina Kimes, who does a ton yeah. of work on the draft. I think people probably might not know that, but like 
her word as far as actual analysis being done on the game as valid as it gets out there. Mm-hmm. And so her going, oh yeah, like Desmond Ritter might be my favorite quarterback here. I think it's kind of what she said. I'm just paraphrasing. Um, people will start to look at him a little bit more mm-hmm. and want to see him in a good light. And my point is, when you do that, you will. Pickett yeah. and Willis did not even come close to playing a team like Alabama, right? Yeah, and it, and it's not that Ritter played that great in that game, but but he played against them. He yeah. did not fall apart and dominated. Uh, his team dominated Notre Dame in a really high profile game. People are going to watch those. He had They're four big time throws in that game, which is the, his highest for a game. And then people are going to say, "Tell me the story of Desmond Ritter." And here's what I think is interesting: Desmond Ritter. Um, I'm not sure if he's married or they're uh, engaged or what it is, but has a kid, like is a mature guy and will come across as to your point, not only ready to like the most ready to play football wise, but the most ready to be a leader. Mm -hmm. And that looking at last year's draft class, like think about how last year's draft class was influenced by prior draft classes where they were like, I got to take the tools you got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson, he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. They draft him. It's a complete nightmare. <laughs> Mac Jones comes out, you know, can barely lift 25 pounds, is out there winning the games with the Patriots. Right. There's going to be a reversion, I believe, this year where it's like, okay, yeah, I could take Malik Willis, yeah. but I could also take Desmond Ritter and feel like, you know, safe. Well, and you look at the the NFL standings too, like uh, there there's a little bit. So people are talking themselves into – sort of that kind of quarterback. Like and now granted, when we did when I do my simulations on Ritter, Ritter's distribution's a little wider than than Pickett's is, for example. Pickett the favorite here. Like I think a, a Pickett can really perform well in that sort of offense that he had at Pitt, which is, you know, protect, you know, five man protection, throw quick, all that kind of stuff. Um not as good in this sort of in the kind of what I would consider to be the offense to 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 maximize one of these mid-tier early career quarterbacks, mm-hmm. which is play action, play action drop heavy, yeah. deep drops, deep down the field stuff. Are you saying Kenny Pickett's not the next Dan Marino? I, I think Kenny Pickett's more like a Kenny Pickett's more like a bad Derek Carr. What's interesting is I was talking to Austin Gale about this. Rumor has it that Kenny Pickett's hands are very small. Well, I don't even think it's a rumor right there. Well, whatever. I haven't yeah, measured yeah. them myself. But, like, this is a situation where because these quarterbacks are not known and they're not particularly good, when this kind of news – like, Joe Burrow, it comes out that his hands weren't very big, and he's like, yeah, you see that picture of me smoking a cigar after yeah. I literally incinerated yeah. the entirety of SEC, college football? Yeah. Like, the only thing Kenny Pickett's got is that he did a fake slide that enraged, like, I mean, they lost. They lost it, a really bad game that in, in his He enraged uh, Manny Acho for a segment and got some, some airtime, right? Um, that was the only thing that, like, people remember about Kenny Pickett or will see about Kenny Pickett. You're going to dig up Liberty highlights. You're going to be like, oh, my God. Like, who is Malik Willis playing against? Like, what is going on here? And you're going to pull up Desmond Ritter and you're going to go, oh, like, has actually played real competition, has played well against real competition, is like a stable human being. Like, all of these things is from Cincinnati, Ohio. Great place where. Yeah. You look at, you look at like, for example, <laughs> NFL teams, as you said, gra- gravitate. So the toolsy guys, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, I mean, Lance. Lance were all kind of bad last year. And so you you look and then you look at you survey the seam of team teams with winning records. Let's look at teams with winning records in the AFC. Patriots have a Mac Jones type. 
The Dolphins, 9-8, and eight, have a Mac Jones type in Tua. Tua's a little different, but kind of in that mid-tier, probably, we all see his ceiling. The Raiders have a Derek Carr type, right? Uh, they had a winning record. Um, the Steelers had a terrible Ben Roethlisberger, still had a winning record. Um, and then the Colts were 9-8 and eight with a Carson Wentz type, right? So... Some draft of the, bad quarterbacks so you're saying. what I'm saying is some of these teams that need to get on the green for a year right and maybe swing and miss at Kirk Cousins swing and miss at, at uh, Derek Carr swing and miss Marcus Mariota maybe like the quarterbacks to try to get them to that yeah. 9 and 8 range keep your job the Vic Fangio is what I call it are going to maybe look at Ritter and think okay he can at least kind of get me there if I can build around him look at the NFC Eagles 9 and 8 that's a second round quarterback that they have um you know, the 49ers, obviously, 10 and 6 with a Jimmy G type. Um, and, and then the Saints at 9 and 8, who were their quarterbacks? Jameis, right? It was it was sort of skimping out at the position. And I think, like, instead of, like, swing – and in a, in a league year where I, I don't think – this year is the worst of them because of all these teams going all in, you have, what, Green Bay, possibly, Kansas City, Buffalo, maybe – but there's a huge crevice between great teams – dog shit teams and teams that are just trying like I would say if I was a Washington football team commanders whatever I look at the the landscape of the league I'm like fuck if I just get a decent quarterback in here I'm going to make the playoffs and and I'm going to keep my job I for the year I don't need to be the Chiefs I can be the and, and, yeah Raiders and then look what look what being the Chiefs got the Chargers is kind of what these teams are kind of thinking right they drafted the next Mahomes and Herbert yeah. and the Chargers can't make the freaking playoffs well you know um, what's interesting about that. So is, there's gotta be a market right now. I don't have the line in front of me. Do you know what it is for quarterback not taken in the first round? No, that, I, I think that'll come out. What do you, okay. what would you put the number at? Like I, Cause I think it's <sighs> last year it was four and a half and it was really juiced to over. Obviously. I mean, I think the, land, I honestly, I'm not sure if the line shouldn't be a half. Oh, I, I see that. So, I mean, I think someone is going to take a quarterback end of the first round, at least like trade up, do what the Ravens did. But there's got to be a world where, look, another ramification of last year was all these teams took quarterbacks and they all sucked. Yeah. And the teams that and the, here's the other the, thing. won the last two Super Bowls are teams that bought a quarterback and put him on a ready-made team. Here's the other thing. That, to your point, there's a lot of quarterbacks on the move. I have a kind of prediction. I think Desmond Ritter is a Pete Carroll kind of guy. And they trade Russell Wilson. They get some draft capital back. And the Seahawks take Desmond Ritter, and he's their quarterback next year. And he's the first quarterback taken. So, so our own You're Austin welcome. Gale at 11 in his mock draft, which you can go to pff.com and look at his draft. We have somebody drafting every single Monday. Yeah. Monday. He has Sam Howell, who's 6-1 to one in the markets, going – to Washington, to Seattle via Washington, which I know is weird. Um, uh, Sam Howell going at 11. That appears to be his first quarterback take. Can we in. talk about Sam Howell for a second? And yeah. the reason that you shouldn't draft Sam Howell because is Because he looks like Baker Mayfield. He's literally Baker Mayfield. He has Malik Willis going 18 to the he's Saints. A, he's a tubby, short, white guy that plays rather similarly. Desmond like, I don't Ritter know. going... He has Desmond Ritter going 20 to the Raiders, which is pretty high for where I've seen him... The, the teams um, and then are, 32 as Matt Corral to the Lions. Teams so do not want to make they, – they look at recent history and they go, how do we not make those same mistakes? Mm -hmm. Like It's honestly like similar to how a lot of bettors bet, where it's like, let me just look at what just happened and like make a bet. 
And it's like, okay, that's kind of stupid, but like also we're not here to coach them. We're here to try and act on the way that we believe they will act. And it's relatively predictable. Yeah, I guess my official number for number of quarterbacks in round one would be three and a half juiced under. Yeah, I will take the under there. Yeah. I, I would probably, I mean, three and a half, but it's t- I think it should be two and a half. Two and a half minus one time. I, I yeah, I mean the thing is is like we we do really, really, really overestimate the willingness of teams in the back half of the first round to take a stab. Yeah. I, I wrote about that with the Mac Jones thing. Remember his prop was eighteen yep. and a half? Yeah, we talked and about we're it. Like, it was the lock of and the And we're century. like, if he doesn't get but it, but we were like, if he doesn't get to if he doesn't get taken by fifteen, he might not get taken. And right. that was like when when you watched our first draft analyzing the draft together, it was um no, twenty seventeen when it was it went Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson was a kind of another one of these drafts or not. There wasn't a number one pick taken at quarterback. It was yep. the last time. And then the, the Watson, Mahomes thing, both guys kind of had question marks, which are funny in, in hindsight. But then Deshaun Kaiser was, I don't oh, know. Kaiser's a first round pick. And he goes in the second round. Uh, 18, it was 18. Lamar didn't even, Lamar almost didn't make it in the first right, round. Right, the Ravens then, had to trade up. And, and Mason Rudolph was considered in a first round pick. In fairness to your prospect. point, though, I, I think the question marks around Mahomes were, were valid. I mean, look at, you know, the second half of the Bengals game, um, and then no, I was going to say the uh, the performance that his wife put on at the basketball game. Oh gosh, <laughs> I, that would be where I would go. Um, another memeable situation. Okay, that was a very interesting conversation. Uh, go run, take Desmond Ritter forty to one. Join us. The Desmond Ritter syndicate. So far. syndicate has begun. The Anthem be, Syndicate one and zero. Get on, get on the, the train. The here. Justin Field okay. Syndicate zero and one. The Trey yeah, Lance syndicate one syn- and one. That syndicate was a little bit of it was the not Mac Jones syndicate. That's what it was. Yes. Remember this. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna do a couple of recommendations here before we do. Uh, reminder that if you are looking to get your money right, go check out our sponsor, Western and Southern Financial Group, uh, and they will help you make some really smart money moves. Whether it's buying your first home, planning to start a family. You know, all power to you. Uh, wondering how to make your money grow, which everyone should be. Western Southern has got a playbook for life insurance, investment, and retirement solutions that will make sure that you're ready to go when game day comes. So team up to understand and address goals and get a game plan that is custom built for you. WesternSouthern.com slash PFF to get that custom built for you. You don't want to like deal with this yourself. So go let some professionals do it and um, then relax and enjoy the rest of your life like betting on Desmond Ritter at 40 to 1. Uh, recommendations. Uh, by the way. You go first this time. Uh, that some, one first. Off. Some really good, um, some cool feedback on the Quibi shows. Got a call from a uh, from a streaming service. They want to make Wired. They thought Wired was a great show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I had you there. Well, I, was like the, I was thinking of like The Wired. Would be kind of cool. the wired would be just like I thought, there's no way that you know show what, does you know what, well. Like if I was running ball sack sports, you know what I would call it? No, I don't. The onions. <laughs> that would that's right. That's, it would be perfect. That's good. Um, <laughs> the onions. Okay. All right. Uh, I have a couple of different recommendations. Um, I am going to give a recommendation that I'm not sure. I have given before. I think I have, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it again. And I'll pair it with another one just in case. But I was having a couple. I've had a couple conversations with people over the last couple of weeks on 
struggling to find jeans to buy. Oh, okay. And now that the pandemic is coming to an end, you, you gotta, start gotta going out again. Now. You got to wear jeans again. I have become, I'm very persnickety about this. And remember, I also do not wear underwear. So like when I tell you that I like a pair of jeans and they're comfortable, that means something. Um, I have become a disciple of the sweat tailor denim because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel anything like denim. They're remarkably comfortable and they are pretty form fitting, but they also like, I have proportionally larger like thighs, I guess you could say, which makes it uncomfortable for me to wear a lot of jeans. And I do not have this issue uh, with sweat tailor. They're made for people with an athletic build, which is giving me probably too much credit, but I recommend them. I have them in like five different colors and they're not even a sponsor currently. So you can take my word for it. Um, that is, that is my recommendation, uh, that you may have heard before my recommendation that you, um, Oh gosh, we get two. You get two. I mean, you're welcome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The recommendation that I have not given before that I will give now, which is one that is uh, is about food. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Um, okay. This is this is gonna sound weird to people, but the 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 best like side dish that you can make, like easy one to make, you can cook them once and then just like reuse them throughout the week. I do this every week. I buy Japanese sweet potatoes, which are the purple sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You take them, you clean them, um, just scrub them with water, throw them in the freezer, throw them in the freezer for at least an hour. Okay. Take them out of the freezer, put them in the oven at 450, leave them in there for an hour. It's pretty hard to overcook them, pull them out. And instead of like soggy ass sweet potatoes, you get like a great fluffy consistency. You can eat them then warm. You can throw them in the fridge and any, like they're good for a week. So you're welcome. I've solved your meal prep love situation. Mine is, is very, so remember it when Slack was down yesterday? I thought it was very like, uh, interesting because I listened to a podcast called the Ezra Klein podcast. Not Her, as hurts good. Not very free. Like I listen every once in a while, but it was called stop breathe. We can't work like this anymore. It was with Cal Newport. Cal Newport wrote the book deep work. Very good. Um, and they literally spend a podcast talking about how, talking about how slack, like talking about the, the positives and negatives of slack, which is hmm. interesting. Like it literally came out the day slack, like slack went, went down. down. Uh, I thought that that was you know very interesting. 3.9 rating on the app store. Slack. Slack does. I mean, I see it. It weirdly has Come been and get us for a slower and slower. Come and get us for a uh, sponsorship if you want one. Um, are there alternatives to Slack that are actually good? V- this is what we need. For, we need a recommendation. VSIN uses uh, uses Skype still. So like when I do my okay, it's not Skype. <laughs> it's not Skype. Uh, I mean, it's not micro, G-Chat. Micro, G-Chat, yeah, we did Microsoft G-chat. Teams, it is not. Yeah. Zoom should grab that. Because yeah. like Zoom already has the video part of it. Right. If they had a legitimate... Um, yeah, they were... and like Slack's video sucks. Yeah. This is, a, this is something like I'm obvious... I'm trying to work on like every single offseason, I'll like delete Twitter and like all that from my phone and like try to kind of we because like during the season we're always like engaging with people and stuff like that and we still need to do that quite a bit yeah but, you're just blocking people but sure yeah yeah well and so like but i it, one of the things that like about slack that's sort of 
the, one of the negatives is like you're always sort of like on beck and call, right? Mm-hmm. Where like people who do knowledge work for like they have to be able to like right you know dis- distance themselves from people. So it'd be interesting if they had some sort of like and maybe Slack does this and I'm just too stupid to know, but like have something where like the whole thing shuts down for 40 minutes at a time. Like it literally gives you like windows from which to talk to people. Like, I think that would you be kind of interesting. Slack. You can like, Okay, good. Do I do not I, disturb I, and like yeah, but the snooze. do not disturb thing, you still get, you can still, you can there, snooze notifications. Sure, sure. But there's still like the urge. I'm not, I'm not even talking about like, you can block people off for sure. And you can block people off at Twitter and stuff. And, and I know that there must be apps where you can literally have like Slack be there, but then like close completely down and you can't like touch it. That's what I need. So you have no self-restraint is what you're saying. I, well, yeah. Okay. I mean, look, like new recommendation is for you to do a uh, 12-day cleanse with Aaron Rodgers. So you well, I need, like, I, I need it in, can feel both like, in and out. I need Slack. That was our podcast. We love you all. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you on Sunday.